You know what was on the jukebox in the front. Now Matt the Cat's gonna show you what was on the juke in the bag. Hey there, hep cats and crazy kittens. I'm your furry leader, Matt the Cat, welcoming you to the Juke in the Back, 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues. It's the soul that came before rock and roll. And this week, we've got part one of a two-parter on the biggest jukebox hits of 1954. 1954 was a pivotal year to rhythm and blues music and mainstream music in general. The line between what was considered pop music and what was considered rhythm and blues music was getting further blurred. And also, who could sing that music? 1954 was of course the year that Elvis Presley debuted. Recording at Sun Records in July of 1954, he cut the Arthur Big Boy Crudup Blues, That's Alright Mama. Of course, that record didn't do anything on the national charts, but Elvis, a white kid singing black music, was here to stay and marked the beginning of a new era in mainstream pop. Quite a few products debuted in 1954, like Trix Cereal, which was 46.6% sugar. Also, M&M's Chocolate Candies debuted this year, as well as their slogan, the milk chocolate melts in your mouth and not in your hand. And who could forget Bazooka Joe Comics? They also made their first appearance in 1954. Over the next two shows, I'm going to highlight the biggest jukebox hits of the year, and not just all the number ones or the number twos. We're going to truly dig into the most popular records of the entire year. Part one will focus on January through June, and we'll hit July through December in next week's program. 1954 contained many releases that became iconic early rock and roll hits. And one of the biggest artists of the year, Big Joe Turner, whose records are going to bookend this week's program, was especially huge, not just in stature, but more importantly, in influence. Big Joe had been around since 1938 cutting records. By this time, he was already 43 years old, and yet he would be one of the most important and influential figures to usher in this new music of rock and roll. Ironically, Joe Turner's music was not aimed at the youth market, his two entries into this week's program both have adult themes. However, both are considered today early rock and roll classics. Let's kick off this week's program with the very first number one record of 1954. In reality, it hit number one on the 5th of December in 53, but remained number one for two solid months, bringing us through January of 54. Here's Joe Turner and his band off Atlantic Records kicking off part one of Juke in the Back's Rhythm Review 1954. It's Honey Hush!
Want to love you all the time You so fine, pretty baby Let me love you all the time Well, and I got a girl She's fine and brown What I like about her She's mine, oh mine She's so fine Yeah, she's so fine You so fine, pretty baby Let me love you all the time Well, I wanna give you all my money Buy your diamond, everything Say you be mine, baby And we will make romance You so fine Yeah, you so fine You are a fine, healthy thing I wanna love you all the time I'm in love with you, baby, and I don't want nobody else. You so fine. Yeah, you so fine. You the fine, healthy thing. I want to love you all the time. Walter and his Jukes, spinning off a of Checker Records. That tune was released at the tail end of 53, but was a solid number two jukebox hit at the very beginning of 1954. I'm at the Cat, and this week's Juke in the Back is focused on the biggest jukebox hits from the first half of 54. Up next, the first song to become number one in 54. It hit the top spot on the national R&B chart on January 30th and remain there for 14 incredible weeks. It's also a monumental record because it crossed over to number 23 on the pop chart. Crossing over was a rare feat before 54. It happened every once in a while, but this was the year that it became more commonplace. The song is a doozy. It's the things that I used to do by Guitar Slim and his band off of LA's Specialty Records. What's also notable about this song is the piano player. It's none other than a young Ray Charles. Ray had been signed to Atlantic Records in 53. 
but he wasn't having the kind of success that label co-owner Ahmet Erdogan thought he should be having, so he sent him down to New Orleans to sort of find himself and find his sound. You can hear Ray's piano playing all over this record, and listen really closely at the last couple of bars. You can hear Ray scream in the background. It's Eddie Jones, who went under the moniker Guitar Slim, from Greenwood, Mississippi, and the things that I used to do. The things that I used to do. Lord, I won't do no more. The things that I used to do. Lord, I won't do no more.
Adams with her second number one smash for the Herald label. That one, I'll Be True, remained number one for one week back in February of this week's spotlight year of 1954. Her first hit, Shake a Hand, which was penned by band leader Joe Morris, was number one for a whopping 10 weeks back in 53. Faye Adams was putting the brand new Herald label on the musical map. And while her career was just beginning, Another great R&B cat's career was in decline. Amos Milburn, who had been making hit records since late 1948 with the number one smash, Chicken Shack Boogie for Aladdin Records, was on his way out. This release in 1954 marked his final career charting record. It's Good Good Whiskey. It's his follow-up to his 1951 top charter Bad Bad Whiskey. He's one of the all-time R&B greats, and he'd keep recording for years to come, but this was his final chart entry. Here's Amos Milburn and his Aladdin Chicken Shackers as we present 1954, Jukebox Rhythm Review, and Good Good Whiskey on the Juke in the Back. Yeah. 
talk to my baby. Man, I laid everything on the line. Begged her, please take me back and try me one more time. She said she didn't love me, and for me she had no use. So now my only love is bonded bottle juice, please. Good, good whiskey. Generous support for Juke in the Back provided by weekly sustainers Janice Stenhouse, Robert Stallworth, Barry from San Diego, Mr. Lee, David Ayers, Thomas Huber, Joe Metzger, Bernie Rossman, Barry from Riverside, and contributors Charles Liebman, Mark and Marion McAlpine, Ken Farger, Gail Kuntz, Michael Carey. Thank you for your support. More information at jukeintheback.org. You're listening to The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. Oh, oh. 
The jukeboxes were jumping in 1954. That's the Spiders straight out of New Orleans with I Didn't Wanna Do It spinning off Imperial Records. Like many great vocal groups of the 40s and 50s, the Spiders began in the church. First as the Zion City Harmonizers, then as the Delta Southern Airs. Finally, when Dave Bartholomew signed them to Imperial Records in 1953, they changed their name to the Spiders and began recording secular music. I Didn't Want to Do It, The Spiders' Biggest Hit, hit number three in February of 54. I'm at the Cat, and you're digging on the Juke in the Back, 1940s and 50s Rhythm and Blues. This week we're featuring 1954, Jukebox Rhythm Review. Up next, a big number two jukebox record for Clyde McFadder and the Drifters. McFadder, who had been a standout lead vocalist since 1950 when recording with the Dominoes, finally had his name on the label in front of a group, The Drifters, which he founded in 53 after Atlantic Records' Ahmet Erdogan saved him from obscurity after he left the Dominoes. Here's a tune that Elvis would cut in 1960 for his Elvis Is Back LP. This original rendition was a top jukebox request from March of 54. Here's Clyde McFadder and the Drifters with Such a Night. It was a night, Ooh, what a night it was, really was such a night. The moon was bright, Ooh, how bright it was, really was such a night. The night was alive with stars above. Ooh, when she kissed me, I had to fall in love. Ooh, it was a kiss. What a kiss it was, really was such a kiss. How she could kiss. Ooh, what a kiss it was, really was such a kiss. Just the thought of her lips sets me afire. I reminisce and I'm filled with desire. I gave my heart to her and sweet surrender. really was such a night came the dawn and my heart and her love and the night were gone but i know i'll never forget her kiss in the moonlight ooh such a kiss ooh ooh such a night Such a night came the dawn, and my heart and her love and the night were gone. But I know I'll never forget her kiss in the moonlight. Ooh, such a kiss! Oh, such a night. Now she's gone, gone, gone. Yes, she's gone, gone, gone. Came the dawn, 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 and the night was gone.
From the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical Carousel, that's the golden boy with the golden voice, Roy Hamilton, with a big rhythm and blues chart topper from late March of 1954, You'll Never Walk Alone off of Epic Records. It was number one for eight weeks, debuting atop the chart on the 27th of March. The original Carousel opened on Broadway in April of 1945 and many, many artists over the years have recorded stellar versions of that song, You'll Never Walk Alone. Up next is a tune that helped define the emerging doo-wop subgenre of rhythm and blues and rock and roll. It's G by The Crows. This tune was a slow burner chart-wise. It was first released on George Goldner's new Rama label in June of 53. Originally intended to be the B-side of I Love You So, soon disc jockeys in Philadelphia and New York started flipping it over. By early 54, it was a solid smash, climbing to number two on the jukebox lists by March 54. 
But more significantly than that, it hit number 14 on the US pop charts, making it a certified crossover smash. The session, which was held almost a year earlier, featured top-notch New York session musicians. And instead of a sax break, you have a guitar solo right in the middle of this one. It's a unique sound that lit up radios across the country, signaling that rock and roll was truly on its way. Here are the Crows with G. I'm Matt the Cat, and you're digging 1954 Jukebox Rhythm Review on the Juke in the Back. The soul that came before rock and roll. Because I love her, love her so, oh, 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 gee. Yes, I love her. Yes, I need her. Oh, I love that girl. Love that girl. Swish, she was gone. It should have been me. Will that real white chick? It should have been me. Will that real white chick? Hey, 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 hey. Driving that Cadillac. A little later on, a theater I passed. I spotted another chick. And did she have class? I was all set to write a name in my book when her husband came up and gave me a real dirty look. It should have been me with that real white chick. It should have been me with that real white chick. It should have been me to have been her chaperone. 
When I got to the corner, I saw a sharp cat with a $300 suit on and a $100 hat. He was standing on the sidewalk by a diner floor. When a voice within said, Come on, Daddy, let's go. It should have been me with that real white chick. It should have been me with that real white chick. Hey, 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 driving that diner floor. I ate a bowl of chili and I felt okay, at least until I passed this fine cafe. I saw a guy eating a great big steak while a waitress stood by feeding him ice cream and cake. It should have been me with that real fine chick. It should have been me with that real you fine chick. Ray Charles with his very first hit for Atlantic Records. It entered the charts during the first week of April in 1954 and would top out at number five. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Almond Erdogan had sent Ray Charles down to New Orleans in order to develop his own sound. Previously, Ray's talent had been hidden behind his admiration for his idols, Charles Brown and Nat King Cole. The hit records he had cut for both the Downbeat and the Swing Time labels sounded very much like those two cats. But by April 1954, Ray Charles had his own sound and his first Atlantic hit with It Should Have Been Me. Up next, one of the first successful vocal groups to come out of the Midwest, from Gary, Indiana. Here are the Spaniels with a number five record from May of 1954. Led by the great Pookie Hudson, here they are off of VJ Records with Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night, a song that practically defines 1950s vocal group ballads. I'm Matt the Cat, and this is part one of two of our Jukebox Rhythm Review of 1954. Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go home. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, Because I love you so 
sweetheart, well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart, good night. Mother, oh, and your father, like it if I stay here too long. One kiss and die, and I'll be going. You know I hate to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you. Now it's time for the Great 78, where we take a thick piece of shellac and harken back to a time when 78 RPM records were king. This week we're featuring the top jukebox hits of the first half of 1954. Let's go back to March. I mentioned before that the Spaniels were one of the first vocal groups to come from the Midwest. The Counts were another such vocal group from Indianapolis, Indiana. They were signed to Dot Records, a label not known for its vocal groups. Darling Deer hit number six in the spring of 1954, and it's this week's Great 78. Yeah. 
listening to The Juke in the Back with Matt the Cat. record was first issued by Federal Records in April of 1954, it was released by the group's original name, The Royals. But soon they changed the name to The Midnighters and Work With Me Annie hit number one less than a month later in late May of 1954. You're digging the juke in the back as we feature the top jukebox hits of the first half of 1954. We'll hit the second half of 54 next week. Here's a guy from Memphis. He was born John Alexander, but became known as Johnny Ace after recording a couple of records with B.B. King. He was signed to Duke Records and scored a number one right out of the gate with 1952's My Song. He only had two charting singles in the year 1954. This was the first one, topping out at number six in June. Here's Please Forgive Me by the late great Johnny Ace. Forgive me, I've been wrong all my life. Please forgive me, I just want to do right. 
Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I was wrong. Have mercy. I've been wrong in the past. Yes, bless you. I know your love could not last. Darling, forgive me. Please forgive me. I was wrong. I have always loved you so. There's one thing I want you to know. Those miseries that you've had. Cause I was untrue. Believe me, it hurt me too. My heart is feeling so sad. Please forgive me when there's no more to be said. I'll always love you long after I'm dead. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I was wrong. Johnny Ace, backed up by Johnny Otis's orchestra off Duke Records. That's Please Forgive Me, from June of 1954. The song topped out at number six and was a top jukebox request that month. I hope you've enjoyed part one of our two-part series on the top jukebox hits of 54, a year that gave us some great literature. For example, William Golding's Lord of the Flies was published this year, as well as J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. I guess books with Lord in the title did very well. The Nobel Prize for Literature that year was captured by the great Ernest Hemingway. And if you wanted to write to Hemingway, a stamp would cost you three cents. And gas was a whopping 21 cents per gallon. I'm Matt the Cat, and I want to remind you that until next time, soul, it's a feeling, and you'll get that feeling each week. Tuning into your source for 1940s and 50s rhythm and blues, it's the juke in the back. Let's close out the show with the same cat that brought us in, Big Joe Turner. He entered a New York studio on February 15th and cut this classic tune written by Jesse Stone under his pseudonym, Charles Calhoun. Sam the Man Taylor is playing tenor saxophone while Haywood Henry is on Barry sax. Songwriter Jesse Stone's on piano, the great Mickey Guitar Baker's playing the six string, Lloyd Trotman's on bass, and Connie Kay is playing the tubs. The voices you hear shouting on the chorus are none other than Atlantic producer Jerry Wexler and Atlantic co-founder Ahmet Erdogan. Shake, Rattle and Roll was issued in April and it topped out at number one on June 12th, where it stayed for three weeks. Bill Haley's cleaned up cover version would hit number seven on the pop charts and become more widely known at first, 
But today, everybody wants to hear Big Joe Turner shout, shake, rattle and roll. And that's how we're going to close the first half of 1954 on the Juke in the Back. I'll catch you on the flip side, everybody. Have a wonderful week and keep digging those rhythm and blues. run out of whiskey and the women have all gone home thanks for dropping by feel free to let matt the cat know if you dug the show email him at matt the cat at matt the cat.com juke in the back is recorded at rosie's juke joint located at the stepping stone inn in salem massachusetts for more information please visit jukeintheback.org 
I'm Miss Rosie. See you next time on The Juke in the Bag.